Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm rocking Super Lamar. David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Ollie, support Luke, support Russell Talk, support Russell Talk, support Russell Talk, because we talk about wrestling, and I like it, support Russell Talk, don't subscribe, support Russell Talk, home of Luke Owen, whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens, nevermore, Russell Talk, Rumble, now and live! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. It's getting easier every time I say it. I'm Ollie Davis, talking to you Podswafters exclusively for the first time in a post hell in a cell world. That's right, yes. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Angrier. You st- I don't know how it's happened. It's like, you know, because I, I feel like my, 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 not. Not concerned. What's the word? My worry levels were so elevated for Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. that the the immediate shock and crushing disappointment of them doing what they did to the fiend it it was mitigated slightly, mm-hmm. and that's that yesterday. That's just me slightly and like having it mitigated today. After I watched Raw in the morning, which we'll talk about in the main show, of course, made me angrier. It's like the full realization is sinking in oh, well, that it did happen. Get onto that with your anti WWE agenda. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Luke Chador has uh, got in touch with us saying, after listening to the Monday Ramble, I actually beforehand had no idea that you lads like rap music. Well, you know, it's, uh, I've always enjoyed a bit of the <laughs> hippity hop, hop, hop. I like it when rappers laugh. Uh-huh. In well, of course, Will Smith is the master <laughs> at it, but uh, you know, you, you hear it everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I wouldn't say I'm, I'm that au fair with it. Well, uh, Luke Chador has got some recommendations for you. Luke Chador being our resident... Our resident furry. Fluffy person. <laughs> yeah, you fluffy you pig. You fluffy pig. Uh, all of these exa- uh, artists are extremely talented lads from your home country, the UK, and are signed to a record label called High Focus Records. That does fill me with some dread. I also personally, I'm a citizen of the world. I don't like to just be limited to the UK. But I find UK rap to be personal, and this is personal taste, obviously, and not trying to reflect my views onto anyone else's, but I think it can be quite bad. What about Dizzy Rascal? Yeah, that's what I mean. Ah, Dizzy's great. Yeah, Dizzy Rascal, Stormzy. Stormzy. It's it's not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of Storm's tea. Mm. It's just not for me, whereas I like... Probably old school uh, hip hop, I suppose. I'm thinking things like Public Enemy, Wu Tang, and Jurassic Five. I think Jurassic Five are like they're one of my favourite rap groups. What about like are there any new? So maybe it's not a a, a dead, what side dead of prayers, the dilated peoples? That's where my that's that's kind of my wheelhouse. Maybe it's not what side of the Atlantic they're on. Then maybe it's a style or and 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 it's quite usual with you. <laughs> Your tastes just stop at 1998. I mean, those bands that I did list are from... I mean, Jurassic 5 are probably the most recent band, but I think the last album they released was in 2006, mm. and then they split up. But Charlie Tuna, I, was, I think, is still doing solo stuff. But what about, like, modern-day American rap acts? Are you fans I, of I, them I, I don't know any. Like, uh... Can you name me some? Well, everyone likes Kendrick Lamar. Everyone I've not listened to a Kendrick likes... Lamar album, but didn't he, he did the soundtrack for Black Panther, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's very good. Who's the guy who did Loyalty in my DNA? Is it him? <laughs> Do I actually only know one? Dang, God damn it. <laughs> it's also Kendrick Lamar. Dang it. Uh, well, anyway, uh, the recommendations we've got here are Tom and Jerry by Ocean Wisdom, Psychoville by Dabbler, Assassination by The Four Owls, Overly Fresh by Flip Tricks, and last but not least, I Like My Lights Dark by Dirty Dyke, D-A-K-E. Uh, cool, yeah, I'll check them out. I, I just I'll, um, I'll, I'll forward that email on to you Thank so you can... You. I'll add it to my little playlist, my hippity hop playlist. Is that what it's called on Spotify? I, I, um, I just Googled another song and it's also by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I was quite up to date with the, the current hip hopity trends. Mm-hmm. Turns out I just know songs by Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar and not even that well. Yeah. Because I didn't know he sung them. Uh, well, should we dive into the main portion of this podcast? How do you, how do you like them apples? Um, when we'll, then we'll talk about our little flore on uh, on um, Instagram Live. Yeah, yeah, did the gram. And we've got a couple of more emails that I'd like to get into before we get out of here. So let's dive into the show. We're going to be talking about the crazy, oh, oh, oh it were crazy uh, brawl that ended this week's Raw. Here's the show. about the main event angle of a episode of Raw that built itself as the Draft Showcase. That means everyone is going to have a chance to shine. Hey, Put over Apollo how Cruz good they did. are. Put over how good they are so they can get better pick selections on this week's episode of SmackDown and next week's episode of Raw, which are the actual draft episodes. In reality, 
It was a total filler episode. We don't know what to do. Any plans that we did have to follow up that god-awful angle at Helena Cell that closed the show, we've had to scrap because the reaction has been so negative, so intense, that WWE made no mention of Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins apart from a very minimal video recap package. Which came two and a half hours into the show. That's your your universal champion ended Sunday night vomiting blood. The hottest thing in your company lost their first go at the title and there is zero mention for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours into a a, three-hour show. And there's a little two-minute video clip and then nothing. Yeah. Because this was all about Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. And like any... Attacked like strategically, we said it on the Helena Cell review yesterday. It was the right move. You don't want to bring Seth out. If you bring Seth out there, everyone's going to boo him because it's that kind of Roman Reigns WrestleMania 33 heat where he defeated The Undertaker, retired The Undertaker, came out the next night. Everyone booed him. Great segment, but you, you can sort of write it off, PR spin it off with uh, it's the Raw after Mania, Bizarro Land. But here, Nah, this is just a normal Raw. Yeah, pretty much. Although you say normal Raw, this was, and this is an episode of SmackDown. Mm. So for the last few months, SmackDown has more or less been forgotten. I'd say since they started doing the the non-brand split, SmackDown has more or less been forgotten about. It's just been like, a, it's a filler show. It's been, We're killing time until we go to Fox and we're going to build up Raw and do everything cool on Raw yeah. over here. And that's what Raw felt like today. Because SmackDown is now on Fox and SmackDown is now the A show, Raw was completely, it was just there. It was actually, it was a burden that they had to do this show because all their eggs are in the Fox-shaped basket in the draft. So they don't want to do anything here because they want to get you hyped for what's happening on Friday. I, I do, Yeah, I totally agree with you that SmackDown is now the A show, but I don't think that means Raw will be a complete write-off. I, ju- I just I, think... I mean, until, but like... Until the draft. Until the draft is done. Yeah, yeah. Because you got like any feuds you start now will either be scrapped because they just decide an hour before the draft. Yeah, AJ Styles is going over here. Luke Gallows and Kyle Anderson are going over here. Which I can totally which see. Which I can totally see happening yeah, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that'll teach you to resign. That'll teach you to show loyalty. Yeah, <laughs> Viking Raiders. Not anymore. <laughs> it's Ivar Solo all by himself. It's, and it, Otis. They'll put him with uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Yeah, they've got beards. The beardy brothers. The beards. The bludgeon beards. Uh, but yet, yeah, the, the, they did have a big mainstream angle on Raw. It wasn't like this was a complete filler episode. It, 90% of it was, but they did have Tyson Fury, who is a big deal. On BBC, you know, one of the largest news sites in the UK today... The third most read story. No way, is it Tyson really? Tyson Fury was in, was in WWE. In which case then, that is a thumbs up massive success. Yeah, um, as opposed to all the coverage that they had on Monday, which was very negative, but, like, but also very mainstream coverage. I was going to say, because all that negative coverage was on niche websites like IGN. You know, if, if you're a video game mm. or movie fan or wrestling fan, you're going to IGN. But if you are general populace, you're not going to IGN. You're going yeah. to the BBC to get your news, and that's when you're going to see Tyson Fury. So you're not going to see all the negative nonsense with The Fiend and Seth. You're just going to see Tyson Fury had a wrestling thing, and you're going to click into that. 
Yeah, so th this angle came in the main event quite rightly uh, to, to keep viewers all the way through. And, you know, that's really how wrestling shows should be structured, not to peak at the end of hour two. It should be the main event is the last thing that goes on with your hottest angle and biggest cliffhanger ending. And Tyson Fury comes down after a few backstage interviews earlier in the night, like yeah. Braun got one and Tyson got one. Well, that to show him uh, with a family because he's a baby face, so he's got to be a family man. Um, and, yeah, and then he had a promo with Charlie. Now, I was this is the first thing I've ever seen Tyson right, Fury do because not a a boxing fan I knew the name but I couldn't have put, picked him out of a lineup um, I didn't even know he was British until uh, someone told me on Saturday uh, at the Wrestlegate show in Nottingham that he's oh you know he's from Manchester I was like oh wow well, no way I genuinely just assumed he was American so this is the first time I've had to see him and you told me oh he's a great promo it's a fantastic talker well that was not evident on this show no no he said he sounded a bit like a uh, you know when People who aren't actors get cast in Guy Ritchie movies, <laughs> and it's a bit hit and miss whether yeah. it's gonna it's gonna work. Yeah, this sounded like that because you know he wasn't talking from the heart. He wasn't talking from you know like you send Tyson out there and say you got these bullet points to hit and sell, but he'll he'll do that and he'll add his own spin and everything. Like I, I really really encourage everyone because Tyson Fury apparently I thought was a much bigger deal than he was. Turns out. You don't know who he is. A lot of people in America apparently don't know who he is either. Yeah, we, we said on the uh, Helena Cell show yesterday, a few boxing fans have told me that they think he's trying to use this as his springboard into American pop culture because he doesn't really have a foothold over there at the moment. Yeah, it, I mean, last I think it was either early this year or late last year, he had a fight against Deontay Wilder, which was brought up in the later promo, and he unfortunately lost. I think if he won that, he would... I thought he was undefeated. No, he lost that match. They keep calling him undefeated. Uh, didn't they? Am I wrong here? Did they, didn't they say he was undefeated wilder. a lot? No, he, was, he lost that wilder fight. Uh, oh, split decision draw. Okay, so he is undefeated then. Okay. Could have sworn it was... Anyway. Anyway. He got Maybe he got knocked down a lot then? I can't remember why. Okay, well, anyway, that wasn't the big success that he thought it was going to be uh but i really encourage everyone if you want to know a bit more about him because th there are a lot of stories out there you know some of them true that he he's not not got some of the best ideas in the world in fact some quite you know what's the word questionable questionable nasty i don't know okay, uh, but the but also you got to take his side of the argument as well. Listen to his Joe Rogan interview where he talks about his struggle with mental health. And he tells this story about when he tried to, he was like, he had just won the title off Klitschko. And he was like, I've got nothing else to do now. Like, I, I didn't have a goal after that. And it, he completely went off the rails. And he was, he found himself driving his sports car really fast, just like, I'm going to crash it. And he tells like how dark he went, and then how he came back out out of that. He's, but you know, he spoke very publicly and admirably about mental health, uh, which you know it's Mental Health Week here in the UK. So you know, go and listen to that, and a good you'll get a, a a better idea of the guy. Indeed. But here, unfortunately, in that interview, you can see like how eloquent and articulate he is as a speaker for a mank. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, of course. And here, he's just a little bit, not wooden, that's the wrong word, because he still leaps and bounds better than a lot of other promos in WWE. Well, the impression I got from watching this is that he had been given a script and had been told, memorize this. Mm. And then he memorized it 
And his idea for the promo was, I'm going to get through it as quickly as I can before I forget it. Yeah. And so it just came across as not a natural promo. It was just like, bomb, 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 bomb. Because like, uh, if, I, if I say it fast enough, actors do this a lot. Like when you, you see Amdram stuff, and I, I used to do, I don't want to brag, I used to do a bit of acting back in my day. I used to tread the boards and do plays and stuff. But I was guilty of it myself. When I was first doing acting, when I was a teenager, I would rush through my monologues because the quicker you get it done, the quicker you've remembered everything and you've succeeded. That's how I host the WrestleTalk News. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I felt like when I was watching Fury here. It felt like someone who's been given, you know, 500 mm. words would be like, now remember all of this. So you just say it as fast as you possibly can because you don't want to, you want to get through it and then say, yes, brilliant, I remembered everything. Yeah. And th- th- like this, this was billed and advertised as... Tyson Fury will have a live mic. Yeah, he's going to have an open mic. An but, open mic. You know, plans change. Yeah, and he. I, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm geared up for Fury going out there, having a bit of a naturalistic thing on the mic. He's, you know, very well versed in that. Done loads of press conferences, loads of post-match boxing interviews in front of far more people than would be at Raw in a ring. It is totally in his comfort zone. I was thinking we'd get something Stone Cold level, you know, where he's the Gerald Briscoe, me and him above in a plane and say, what? We still haven't figured that out, yeah, Steve. Yeah. And instead, he comes out for the main event, and Jerry the King Lawler's in the ring with him. They got security lining outside the ring, which you know was just there for more bodies to beat up later on. And Tyson Fury says three, four lines max. Yeah, and they're all like WWE scripted lines. They're all to drive the story. Nothing really to get over his character. If you didn't really know who Tyson Fury was anyway, there was nothing in this bit. To, to get his personality across. He's just, here is, a, here is a generic person. He spoke very well, but yeah, there was nothing else really there, unfortunately. But he is tall, so there he you go. very tall, six foot nine, yeah. I believe. Uh, Braun came out quite quickly and said he was just trying a bit of fun, but um, he, uh, he wants a fight. I'm going to eat you for lunch. And literally. Then, literally. And then essentially, this promo became, I'll beat you up. No, I'll beat you up. Oh, but I'll beat you up first. No, no. I'll beat you up. No, my dad's harder than your dad. And that's essentially what this promo boiled down to. They made a joke about some fight. They said, Braun, he said, Braun, you've never won a title. And then they had this pull-apart brawl that went on for comically too long. Isn't that bizarre <laughs> that Braun has only ever won the tag team titles in WWE? And the greatest Royal Rumble. He has oh, a title sorry, belt. Yeah. sorry, sorry. He yeah. got a title belt for that. Let's just remember one of those tag team title reigns was with a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, I've, I've just got a few notes on Braun's lines. Yeah, please do. I know you want a piece of this. <laughs> <laughs> Dad Ash. <laughs> it, just, it just made me chuckle. And then, like, I was already... It wasn't even, it wasn't innuendo-ly no, delivered, but I just, I heard it and I thought that's quite funny. And then he said, get in my ring <laughs> shortly after. So I'm immature. Blame me. Uh, but yeah, the, Braun brings up the Wilder knockout or loss or whatever it was. I can't, can't remember now. Uh, and then, yeah, they start to brawl security who are around the ring, separate them. Can I take a guess mm. at what the knockout thing you're thinking of? So, and I'm only judging this on what Braun said in his promo. From what I can understand, he knocked that guy out, but it took him, like, he would have just knocked him out right away rather than getting a 10 count. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it was a knockdown as opposed to a knockout. Yes. So Fury, yeah, hit, I think that, he, st- that, he stood back up before 10. I, just wanted to, I was just wondering, if I've picked it up, what 
what was being put down as a non-boxing fan. I remember what it was. Oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can tell me then. Fury was like knocked out in I don't like late on seventh or eighth round, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's gone." And then referees doing the count, six count. He literally sits up like the Undertaker, <laughs> yeah. and everyone. It was like it was a it was a big viral thing at the time because like people put the Undertaker's yeah, yeah. dong over it. <laughs> Get in my ring. Uh, but you want yes, a piece they, of this? So they start to brawl, and it's just it wasn't the best brawl, but it was ex- like I got a kick out of it, and that's more of a testament to Braun Strowman. I thought Braun was excellent in this. Yeah, no, and it and was. I think both of them played their parts well in the brawl. Like, you know, the security was pulling them apart, and then one of them would break free and beat the other one up, and then the security pulled them back, and then the other one would break free and beat them up, and They're then they get pulled hug, back. They wouldn't they? And then one of them would break free, and, and then in the end, they'd be at the security guard, so all the geeks ran down on the 24-7 nerds, and then they pulled them apart, and then one of them would break free and attack the other one, and then they'd be pulled back, and then the other one would break free. And, yeah, it and, went and on a while. It went on, for, that's why I said comically too long. Mm. And then Braun went to the back and kind of promo with Charlie Caruso. was like, And then just ran back down for more brawling. I, well, that was the, I was, I, I got out of it a bit because it did go on for so long. But then when Braun went back and I thought, you've still got two minutes left. <laughs> you can't keep brawling. He's backstage. He does that gorilla position promo. And he's like, oh, he's, he's a son of a bitch and he's going to get these hands. He did it like just this. I, I, re- I wrote in my review, 80s. It was a Legion of Doom promo. promo. It was and I got it was so intense and, and cool in a funny way. Yeah, and, yeah. He ra- and like to, to not then go backstage, he ran back out after that. Like, no, I am still angry. <laughs> exactly. There's no one around me now. I could go back out again. And he runs down. He jumps in the ring and he starts wailing on Tyson. And then the episode just ends. Yeah. I really liked, I really liked that bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it, unfortunately, I can't enjoy it too much because rather cynically, this is transparently going to build to a match uh, in Saudi Arabia which I struggle to get properly excited about because it's not really in continuity and it's done for very bad reasons. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Braun versus Tyson Fury there along with Kane versus Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe some nostalgia shows or some or other nostalgia matches. But I thought overall, I mean, it was the best thing on the show, oh. I guess. Well, I, I liked uh, Asuka and Curry saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, that was my favourite mm. thing on the show. Completely turned around on that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, before we get over there, let's give our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon a shout out. Thank you, Ken. I'm not eligible to get a case of craft beer to Leon. Hey! hey! The Brain, Brian Kelly. Whoa, Whoa. Yes. The question, Shea Silberstein. Oh, he's got a lot of questions, Shea. Luke was on a train when he came up with this name. <laughs> Derek Ayala. <Whoa. laughs> I literally was on a train. Big balls, Billy Buna. Oh, he's got big balls. Adam and the Anthony, Bergeron, Way. Prince Charming. Kratos' forgotten son, Chris Petrou. Oh, nice guy. Luke's favorite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Way. Old Cheetos, here we go again. Carl Johnson. I don't get the reference. It's, it's, the, it's their name, man. Uh, J- and lastly, JJ. Uh, sorry. JJ, not the jet plane. Hey, don't know when I'll be back again. Pylon has said, I don't give a single F about the boxer or the UFC fighters. Put the wrestlers in your wrestling company, please. I'm near done with WWE. Yeah, I think one at a time, maybe. Like, to have Cain Velasquez, Tyson Fury, and in a way, Brock Lesnar, it's a bit overkill, and it does make everyone else look lower rent. Oh, completely, yeah. Mm. It was the same thing we said about Brock and Cain, was that Brock sold Cain like he never sells any wrestler, which is like, oh, I'm actually afraid of you. Yeah. Which makes all the wrestlers look proper rubbish. And for that to come after squashing Kofi in nine seconds, yeah. it's like, ah, uh, yeah, and you've got a point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Start Recording says, AOP should debut by beating up Fury and Strowman. I think that's too strong a debut. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm all for AOP having a big 
re-debut when they actually step back into the ring. Um, I I think they've done a great job on the video packages and the really presentation. This, yeah. uh, but just how Vince McMahon runs hot and cold on tag team wrestling, I, even though they're big guys, I, I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, Will Haight said, uh, so the Saudis think Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior are still alive and wrestling, but somehow know who Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury are. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> Um, is that a... That's, a, that's another, is that uh, another airplane, airplane joke, Thank yeah. you, Will Hate. Uh, I... Yeah, so I, I guess that just means they stopped watching wrestling in the mid-90s and started watching boxing. Yeah, most likely. I mean, they've tried to get boxing over there and as well. UFC, and UFC, yeah. And, and UFC. I think UFC didn't do it, but boxing has no morals, and they've done... They've already done a... They're doing an anti-Joshua fight there later this year. Mm. Formula One are similarly... Yeah, oh, money! Yeah, oh, man. Formula One bloody love a bit of money. Um... As soon as Tyson, as soon as I caught a glimpse of what Tyson Fury looked like, I was expecting these comments. Tyson looks like Laurie Blake. <laughs> Got me confuzzled from Marcus Roman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyone with a beard, big enough, and a, a shaved head, looks like Laurie. Daniel Graver said, "Funny thing about this, I wonder." Why is that not racist? <laughs> all you shaved white guy, all with you shaved head white guys with big ginger beards look the same. Funny thing about this is I wonder from Tyson's point of view if he wants to do something in Saudi before Anthony Joshua as he's there in December. Mm. Hashtag rivals. That was from Daniel Graver. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say that. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, and maybe it's a part of it. I, I tend to agree with that it's probably more to get that, that step up in, in the US and also a massive paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scott Urquhart says, Fury is one of the best heavyweights and got a bad decision against Wilder. Love you guys. The end sequence was fun. Because that's what a split decision is, isn't it? Mm. It's it's a draw, but one judge puts it more the other way. I can't remember. I'm a Scooby-Doo, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if it's not He's a great up. boxer. Though. It's just like the, 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 his reach, just the way he moves and thinks. He's, he's one of those naturals. The only boxers I know are the ones from Super Punch-Out on the Super Nintendo. Uh, Elvis Madro says, Fury, got, uh, Fury outboxed Wilder and miraculously got up from a devastating knockdown, which is why the fight ended in a draw. Incredible moment in boxing. Right, yes. Yeah, well, it was it was a really, really good match. Magbar- I can't remember what exactly happened really frustrating magma 11 in braun and tyson survivor series match i can see maybe an interruption from cesaro as he got hit by tyson at the end of raw i think that's just a dark match thing yeah, yeah keep, keep dreaming magma he also got attacked by the fiend after that in the dark match segment yeah i don't think we're gonna see a cesaro fiend feud anytime soon uh and well last one from nate's drop surname cesaro and ricochet uh were with the jobbers sad face yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, they are geeks. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Ricochet's often out there for Lumberjack-style scenarios, too, so it yeah. just shows you how the company really perceives it. Recap of the Rusev, Lashley, and Lana storyline to kick off this show, and the show opened with Rusev being beaten down by Orton and King Corbin. It was an interesting way to open the episode, uh, and almost it was a slap in the face too, because I'd almost forgotten this was a thing. Oh, yeah. I was so annoyed by how they treated The Fiend. I forgot about all the rage I was feeling about how they were treating Rusev, so they very helpfully reminded me right from the get-go. Yeah, recap package, raw opening credits, then the... The episode starts, Rusev's in the ring being beaten up by Randy Orton and Baron Corbin. 
The last thing we saw of last week's episode of Raw was Rusev in the ring, watching Bobby Lashley get off with his real-life wife Lana, and Orton and Corbin watching all of this unfold laughing. So it felt like no time had actually passed. Rusev had been standing there for a week. So, and, and you know, you just... Oh. And then, like, so, like... Bobby Lashley appears on the Titantron. He says he's in Rusev's bedroom. He's wearing Rusev's bedrobe. And he gets into the bed and he says, oh, something's missing. And then Lana walks in in her bedrobe. Wearing some lingerie. And she gets in the bed with him and they... She half takes off her bra. Mm-hmm. And did you hear the slight trumpet music? <laughs> no, you didn't. Did you hear the slight trump? <laughs> Just when you get into bed, just swaff the, uh, yeah. the, <laughs> the bed sheets. Whoa. Oh, no, you don't want to do that with your own. You no. Dutch oven. I was going to say, oh, you're in a Dutch oven. I love it. it. Get, get your partner's head in there. It's like, get oh, in get in there. No, oh, no, no. no you enjoy it. You don't truly love me until I'm, you've eaten my farts. I've been brewing this one for ages. Uh, but they didn't do that. No, that they didn't. might have saved the segment. Um, so that that they cut back from that to Orton and Corbin just busting a gut at ringside. They found this very funny... Uh, which, you know, like, as if that wasn't bad enough, the whole Corbin and Orton thing, I'm like, are you the same characters that you usually are on TV? You seem like you're also in your own little dimension. Well, they are. They're in the Saudi dimension because they're Team Flair. Uh, I think this is Saudi dimension stuff because they love infidelity. <laughs> and... <laughs> and Rusev snaps. Rusev snaps and starts uh, starts beating up Orton and Corbin at ringside, throwing them into the barricades and whatnot. Good beatdown. Yeah, but was it, though? I enjoyed him giving the fallaway slam to Orton into the barricade. Like, that's the biggest bump Orton's taken all year, and he's had a ladder match. Uh, So this is what you get for that stuff on Twitch. Oh, I have to take a bump, Vince? (laughs) Come on, man. Go on, yeah. Yeah. I can can still smoke as much weed as I want. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, The... So yeah, he he snapped. It just wasn't very. I, it's hard to invest in Rusev as a babyface with all this stuff going on. Yeah, it's not a good storyline. No, absolutely not a good storyline. And you know, it doesn't feel like a main event push, despite the fact he's involved in Team Hogan and Team Flair. And we've got to be fair. It's Paul Heyman's fault. Like we can't. Like we we give so much criticism to Vince McMahon when things are obviously Vince projects. This is quite obviously a Paul Heyman project, and it's terrible. But tell you what, though, they very quickly pulled me back into the show by announcing that we're going to get Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus the Kabuki Warriors tonight. Instantly, I'm like, oh, hello, mate. I am in for that. That's all the women's division gold in one match yeah. right there. Oh, so. What, what, like, what a ring of talent. Yeah. And it, it, it didn't, you know, fully, it, it delivered in a TV match way, which is what it should have done. So exactly, yeah. I've come on to that. Uh, but another women's match that got time, you know, we Again, we, we criticised Paul Heyman just there, but he's given these women's feuds a lot more time on TV, which is something he wasn't at the start. I'm, I'm going to say that this was given time because it was a filler episode. Also, potentially. <laughs> it's just like, well, we haven't really got enough to fill out all three hours, so let's give Lacey and Natalia 20 minutes. Yeah, that kind of makes sense as well, because... This feud finished last Monday, <laughs> and then they didn't have enough matches for the pre-show, so they did it again at Hell in a Cell, and then that built to a Hell in a Cell match here. Sorry. A last uh, man standing match. Last, last man, woman standing match. Last person standing match. So 
at the Hell in a Cell pre-show, Natalia made Lacey tap in the sharpshooter and then punched her afterwards, which is the mirror image reverse of the finish on the Raw previously. So I guess he could say this was the rubber match, but really Lacey's beaten her once. I think this one is like the fifth or sixth yeah, match yeah, they've yeah. had. Yeah. And Lacey's won the majority, I believe. So this was a, a, a last woman standing match. It was it had all the fun spots, and they got a lot of time, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there was one fun spot, which was quite innovative. Lacey put Natalia in one of the big desk chairs, the ones that Braun occasionally chucks around, mm. and then put a kendo stick between the arms. Like a little seatbelt. So she was trapped. Yeah. A lot of innovative uses of kendo sticks these last two days. And then she pushed the chair over so Natty couldn't stand up and she had to like break free of her kendo prison. Mm. It was pretty, it was, it was good, I liked it. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I thought she looked like a tortoise. Yeah. All she had to do was do that though. My only complaint I had about this match, and it was a good match, but my only complaint is, is on Natalia. And actually I suppose I've got two uh, complaints about Natalia. But the very first down that she did, where the referee's counting, she went to nine. Yeah. And I was like, escalation. Because now every time you go down, you've got to get to nine. And she did. Every single time she was put down, the ref had to count to nine before she got back up. And I'm like, how can you build drama if every single one of your getting back up is at the same number? It's uh, maybe, again, they were like, how are we going to fill 20 minutes? <laughs> well, if I stay down for 10 seconds and we do that 10 times yeah. over, that's like a, a minute 40. It's the same argument as why I think people should be kicking out before one for the first couple of minutes of a, a real match. Exactly, yeah. And then it's, you know, then over time, then it's the t- close two counts. Then you get into your near falls. They mean more when you've had that progression. And if I, to, to rag on Natty <laughs> a bit more... As soon as the match was over, she just completely stopped selling all of the beat. And I was like, I'm fine. And I won. Oh, it was so annoying. Yeah, because like both both women put in a lot of effort. And I really like the work rate of this match. And Lacey still like every week she's getting better and better and better. And I'm into her more and more and more. I've really enjoyed her in this feud. Totally. And and, and you know, they do a spot that they fight up the ramp. The, the, the new Raw set with that sliding LED screen yeah, yeah. is perfect to take bumps on. Because you get thrown into it, <laughs> slide down. It's like a little ride. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there was a suplex on the announcer's table, which didn't break. I don't think it was meant to. I don't think it was meant to. Yeah. And then the, the match ends after Lacey has beaten up Natalia for 10 minutes, I'd say, with some quite brutal stuff as well. Kendo sticks, stuff on the ramp, into the set, on the table. Natalia has a flurry of offense and then power bombs Lacey off the stage. It's not a big drop, though, through a very protected table. Great visual. Great visual. But Natty should also almost fall down and she should get up, right? Yeah. On the nine count. And she wins, just won it. Yeah. But instead, she just stayed up after the power bomb, sort of sold for a bit. Referee counted 10. And then. I won. Stood up on the table and everything, not even selling a little bit. It was terrible. I was talking to housemate Simon about this in the office earlier, and he said, she's been there for so long, you'd think she'd be better by now. And I was like, it's like Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox has been in the company for like 15 Mm. years. You'd have thought by accident she'd have picked up a couple of things. Well, I think she is good, and she does know that. I think someone told her. I think oh, right. Right. I, just uh, stop uh, selling yeah. the injuries. Yeah, Natty's no, like, she knows the business. Yeah. She was raised, she's raised she's in a the heart. dungeon. She's a heart. Like, 
that that I think that's the referee going now smile. You're a woman. <laughs> yeah. You're not as attractive. Maybe you're right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was me saying you're not as attractive when you don't smile. By the way, but yeah. a, a common misogynistic reference. Not saying that Talia isn't attractive. Exactly. Uh, then Tyson Fury is backstage. Alistair Black is also backstage. Crucially, with his family because he's a baby face mm. and he's a family man. Imagine if the camera just like went past them to a door and then faded. And then you're in Alistair Black's cupboard. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to fight him. So he's gone to a, a different brand. Mm. Apparently Meltzer was saying Black is very much a Paul Heyman guy. Well, th- that Heyman makes sense, yeah. Uh, him and Buddy Murphy. So probably expect them to, to get traded to Raw. I'd also very much expect that because they're not stars. And you want to have stars on the SmackDown show, so you put all you put all your geeks over onto Raw, and so Raw is going to become the best show because yeah. it's going to have all of the underutilized talent. Where you're like, you can roam free now. <laughs> Speaking of the Street Profits and X doing their usual thing, hyping this draft showcase concept, which we've already been through, is just like empty marketing speak. And then they say, that, like, let's have a look at some of the picks. Let's do the scouts. And it's Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, and Drake Maverick. All excellent wrestlers. And in Drake Maverick's case, Drake Maverick, just a fantastic promo and overall performer. Unfortunately, I'd argue, they have not had the stage to do that on or WWE's confidence to get a proper push. Yeah. So I'm not having a go at these guys. I'm having a go at the portrayal of them. Those are the three guys that you use to generate interest in the draft? Yeah, it was a really weird selection. Like, you didn't pick Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, exactly. I don't think you want to be Seth. As soon as they say Seth, boom. Yeah, quite. Um, They also sort of made mention to USA and Fox. It feels weird to to bring it up. I think the reason why they're doing that is because in the kayfabe world... USA are picking their dra- they're picking the drafts and Fox are picking them because we don't have GMs or anything like that. So Fox are the ones who are mm. bidding on getting stars signed to their brand exclusively and USA are doing it for theirs. And to be honest, I like that. I like the fact that it's a network because you need like a kayfabe reason as to who is picking the talent yeah. to go on to either show. So using the networks is fine with me. It's a logical bit of storytelling. I guess so. Uh, then we get the... Fury, Tyson Fury backstage interview with Charlie Caruso. Then we got Viking Raiders versus Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode in a mm. non-title match. Uh, I ch- forgot they were the title holders, to be honest. Vic Joseph said, Viking Raiders were on a roll after their win at Hell in a Cell. I'm like, mate, they won by DQ. <laughs> That's not a roll. Yeah, after the other team beat them up too, too much. Uh, yeah, I. this was, again, Viking Raiders aren't doing anything wrong. They're an extraordinary team, and they've got a great move set, great look, love the way they wrestle. They're not getting over it's until, remarkable. like, the last third of their matches. I don't I don't get it, to be honest. I don't know what... I mean, you could have debuted them in a much, much better way. There are probably a mm. hundred different ways you could have debuted them that would have been effective. And it's basically, it's just this squash match thing that they've been doing now for six, seven, eight months now. It just hasn't worked. Yeah, it was the squash matches, then off TV. Then more squash matches. Then more squash matches, then the OC. And in there, there was some, like, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder stuff. I think that was in the original run. It was just after they... I think they were still tag team... Remember, they were tag team champions at one point. So I think they were tag team champions and they beat them. But then that's when they disappeared off TV for ages. So that was the, the... Like, 
it didn't really connect for the first two thirds, I'd argue. But then when Ivar got a hot tag and there were some near falls, people got into it. And you know that maybe that's the answer. Like you just need to keep putting them in matches that have a decent amount of time. Yeah. Uh, but Dolph Ziggler. Oh no, no, they lost, didn't they? So. Uh, Viking Raiders won, setting up a title match next week. Yes. Which I'm sure they'll have a schmoz finish for. I'm sure they will. Uh, then we got Alistair Black having the people who answered him. Yeah, it was the the, the Bollywood boys. It was the Singh brothers mm. making... A t- and this is when I was like, oh no, this is going to be a complete filler episode of Raw. A, Alistair Black's on here, and now B, the Bollywood boys are on here. I bet you Seth's not even backstage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit, sit, sit this one out. And you know, like, he he should really be selling his injuries and not be on this show. Yeah. But there's a perfectly kayfabe reason for that. But they didn't bring that up at all. <laughs> no, they didn't. Because it would get booed out of the building. Um, but yeah, so the Bollywood boys, they cut a very quick promo saying that this is their showcase and they're going to show off what they can do. They should be the number one draft picks. And then Asta Black beat them up and won. So Cage Side... new see- submission. Yeah, so it's like a... A rear naked choke, a rear rear naked choke, because yeah, yeah. you're sort of doing it behind your back. I quite like the visual, but I'm not, I have to see it a bit more, I think. I just don't know whose decision it was to give him a different finish, considering the Black Mass is such a good finish. Yeah. Well, you can have two finishes, I guess. But I, I, I love su- a finisher in a submission. But one of them could be way more over. Yeah, yeah. Like the the Black Mass is such a good finisher, and it got so over in NXT mm. that it's not. When you look at like F, like the Brock in the F five, yeah, he's got some submissions and stuff. But really, it's all about the F five because yeah. it's such an impressively visual move that that's the only move you need to get over. Like he didn't need the Brock lock, which <laughs> he had for a little bit during his initial run. Yeah, uh, Cage Side Seats brought up an interesting comment in their review about the the draft showcase concept and i think this this is the the best version best example of what they're talking about as is the oc versus the lucha underground actually lucha underground <laughs> lucha house party and that's the idea behind the draft showcase is that all these wrestlers are meant to go in there have these amazing matches and you want both people to look really good and you're like oh i don't know who's going to go where but instead it was just really meant for squash matches and for one of them to look good. But realistically, they didn't look that good because they're beating the Singh Brothers or the Lucha House Party. Correct. Or Apollo Crews. Or Apollo Crews. Um, uh, but Black's still great. Like, what an intensity the guy has about him. Just he's, His face is completely stoic and expressionless, but it still says so much. The fact that he's been on the main roster since January... February. February? Okay, so he's been on the main roster since February, and this is the point we're at where he's essentially still doing squash matches is ludicrous. It's better than the tag team with Ricochet. Well, yeah, quite. And then we got the Braun interview after a SmackDown recap of uh, the Rock stuff. There was loads of SmackDown replays here, and we got a Rey Mysterio interview about the Kane, Velasquez, Brock Lesnar stuff. Great performance from Ray. Great performance from Ray. Yeah, and he said how you'd like Dominic's physical scars are going to heal, but the emotional scars are going to be there forever. I had to watch my son get beaten up, and it was Cain Velasquez, who's his godparent. Hmm. Which you know that that's actually a cool wrinkle to add to the story. Yeah. Again, I don't think you need it in Cain versus Brock in WWE, but yeah, it was good. It's good stuff. And then we got that aforementioned 
OC versus Lucha House Party match. Well, we had the OC versus Lucha House Party. Then an AOP video package, so the OC are just standing there <laughs> awkwardly in the ring. Did you notice the line from AOP, we're not just going to eat our food on our plates, but we're going to eat yours too? That's a good, that's a Vince McMahonism. Taking food off, off my table. Plate. Yeah, taking food off my table, even though in a wrestling war, everyone makes more money. There's actually more food to be eaten. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then we got the match where... So the OC uh, versus Lucha House Party. Yes, and it was it had its moments. The, the Lucha House Party hit a three-way moonsault off the top of the turnbuckle to the outside. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was a nice it was visual. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it didn't get any heat because they just went to commercial break immediately after. <laughs> yeah, quite. Uh, and then AJ hit a phenomenal forearm for a, a relatively quick win, and they beat down the rest of the party. Avalanche Styles clash on Dorado for the post-match beatdown. That's it. Yep. OC looked good. Lucha House Party you know, didn't get really anything. Uh, I'm worried they're going to break the OC up. Yeah, I can, I can see that happening. Or just you know, keep them on Raw. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, then I we, don't know. Then we got Miz TV with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, 10-time champion. She is so unlikable as a babyface. It's actually incredible how unlikable she is. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible to cheer her. It's like uh, Becky Lynch being awesome, saying all these things. Apparently she's on a cereal packet. Yeah. That was fun. It was good. It was. It reminded me of CM Punk with the whole ice cream stuff at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Charlotte says, oh, it's good being the queen. <laughs> Such a terrible actor. Oh, you are. Very unlikable. She's a terrible actor, and it just doesn't work as a babyface. But it's WWE have always wanted her to be the top babyface in the company. But other people keep getting over above her because there are people that are better than her at being a babyface. So rather than have her just be the top heel, which is excellent, which is ex, she's so good at. They keep being, they keep forcing this square peg into a round hole and be like, "Be a babyface." Yeah, you're blonde. (laughs) Um, so Miz teases at one point. Well, they both spoke about beating Sasha Banks and Bailey, who were nowhere to be seen on this show. Apparently, Sasha Banks is injured, and no one's really saying what the injury is. I think it's a work. I think they're going to be on NXT this coming Wednesday. I think here's my wild prediction: Shayna Baszler was in the ring and says, "I've beaten everyone. No one's beaten me yet." Sasha Banks answers, and we have Banks and Bailey down in NXT. They just got absolutely hammered in the ratings by AEW. Mm. The answer to that is put more main roster stars down there. The upside of it as well for WWE, Banks and Bailey aren't happy. So you put them back in their happy place. Or Sasha's like, this is bull ass <laughs> And she's throwing another fit backstage. Could be. Um, the, uh, the Miz teases that both Becky and Charlotte, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions... Could end up on the same brand in the draft. And I think they will. Do you really? Yeah. Well, of course they are. They're the top stars. And I think that's a good thing. I, I really think it's a good thing. And, 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 and here's why I think it's a good thing. If you put Becky and Charlotte over on SmackDown, that frees up Raw to be what SmackDown was last year. Mm-hmm. SmackDown last year was the place that wasn't being ham- hampered by Ronda Rousey. So we got... The rise of Becky Lynch and her amazing feud with Charlotte because Mm. they had time to do things because they didn't have to focus on one singular person. They were like, we'll try Asuka, we'll try Becky, we'll try Charlotte, we'll try this, we'll try that. And we'll just have various different people 
uh, fighting over the title. That's what Raw's going to become because they're going to take all of these top women like Becky and Charlotte, probably Banks and Bailey if they're not going to NXT, and put the four horsewomen on SmackDown. And that allows Ember Moon, Sonya Deville, Asuka, Kyrie Sane to flourish and create a really awesome women's division over here that's not being hampered by these two top women. I suppose in your version, one of those titles gets dropped back to a Raw. Oh, star. totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a way to get the belt off of Becky Lynch without her having to lose it. Mm. Um, so. So, like there was a nice bit of tension between the two though with Lynch and, and Flair like they were sort of jockeying for who the better champion is so maybe that's the the direction they take like the loser has to vacate their title and it goes over to Raw what a way to get over those Raw female stars that's something that could totally happen oh it could totally happen yeah uh, and Charlotte says like Miz says you've some of the best female superstars there are and Charlotte says right female superstars which was a very you know Correct. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to. I, I personally do it a lot. I'm trying to phase it out of my mindset. I'd say, oh, it's a great women's wrestling match. Yeah. Or over in the female division, or like a great female wrestler. I yeah, do, it totally. should just be wrestlers. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I really liked Lynch in this as well because she did something that not a lot of uh, wrestlers do. Obviously, this is down to the writers as well, giving them some credit. She put over Asuka mm. and said, like, we've got yes. a match with her. Asuka beat me at the Royal Rumble the last time we were in the ring by bringing back that storyline that's just been so it's completely ignored all year long. That Asuka has a win over Becky Lynch yeah. at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and so Becky brought that up here. All of a sudden, Asuka felt so much more elevated by that one bit of dialogue than she has throughout her entire Kabuki Warriors run. Totally. Yeah, and that, that's really where she should have. this should have happened immediately after WrestleMania. Compl- it should have been Absolutely. Becky. Asuka comes out, I beat you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's let's have a match now. The And then Asuka and Kairi Sane do come out, and they both cut a promo in Japanese. Oh, I loved it so much. Yeah, and because they're heels now. Yeah, they, 100% heel now. They can talk their own language. Yeah. They could have been awesome baby faces doing this exact same stuff. Yeah. The page uh, thing has to be done with as well. Yeah, you got to believe it. Uh, and they run down for the brawl. And just like the talent in this ring, incredible. And they have like a really decent tag match, I think. And when I came into the office today, um, Laurie and Simon and Pete, were, I said, has anyone watched Raw yet? And they said, no, no, we're going to be watching it in a little bit. So anything good happened? I was like, oh, yeah, the women's tag titles are important again. <laughs> because Becky and Sasha are involved. Well. <laughs> or Becky and Charlotte are involved, rather. I think that was just a one-off for now. Oh, I disagree. Okay, okay. I think, I think we're getting Becky and Charlotte as the tag team going after the tag titles. Uh... Because Becky got beat here with the green mist. Um, so they cheated to win. And they were beating down Charlotte after the match. Okay. Uh, so yeah that's what happens Charlotte takes a large portion of the match you know she sits a moonsault to the outside so well protected she's gotta start saving that for pay-per-views well the moonsault off the yeah that's like a crazy move yeah but it's just that's one of her moves it's just like it's such a spectacular move I think you should save that for big matches yeah Um, uh, like Charlotte's selling a leg injury can't remember what it came off of but the referee's checking her, and that's where Kyrie gets a visual loss to Becky Lynch. She taps out to this armor and Asuka green mist, which allows Kyrie to pick up the win. Biggest win of Kyrie's WWE career. Has to be, right? Yeah. So that yeah. was really nice. And then Charlotte brawls with Kabuki Warriors. There was I, I was hoping for some tension between Becky and Charlotte to play into a misunderstanding between them two, which gave Kabuki Warriors the win. I'd much rather that have happened 
as opposed to cheating. The problem with that, oh, oh no, okay, okay. I, I misunderstood what you said there. For a second, I thought you meant like after the match, where like Charlotte looks at Becky covered in green paint, is like, how did you lose? Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> in, the, in the actual match, yeah. Uh, and then Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss run down for a brawl with Kabuki. They stand tall. I think. Okay. This is just a way to carry on Kabuki, Bliss and Cross. Well, I think it's a three-way feud because I think Becky will look like an absolute chump if she's not like, hang on, you cheat to beat me. I want to win those tag titles off you then. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, I, why I, would you ignore that? Like, yeah. as, a, as a fiery babyface who is all about fighting people, why would you then be like, ah, I mean, you're, you're busy elsewhere. I'll leave you be, to be honest. Draft. Well, yeah, but those, those belts are across both brands. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe you could spin off an Asuka-Becky feud as a separate Tag thing. Titles. We'll see. And uh, then we get an absolutely lovely Roman Reigns Connor Cure video. Very it's nice. really, really Really nice. lovely. Uh, then uh, Charlie Caruso talks to Apollo Crews, and later on, Not Renee Young speaks to Ricochet. And both guys are like... Yeah, I'm facing the other guy tonight. Man, we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. We when, go way when? back. When? I'd imagine PWG. Yeah. But it would just been nice to have had that. It's such bad, bad, lazy storytelling to just decide, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just say you're friends. People believe that. Go out there and have a match. And that's your that's your hook. I can't. This This sort of stuff should be done through weeks. I know it's not a big deal, but like... I was going to say, I don't think it's this insulted is... It's insulted in my I know, I know, but this is not a big deal. I mean, I've got no, three notes for this. I've got three notes for this match, which is very fun action, crowd acquired, Rick wins. Yeah, uh, it was a five-minute match, really. Just spots. Uh, Ricochet wins sort of out of nowhere. With the recoil, yeah. yeah. And the, the worst thing was Ricochet, at the end of his pre-match promo, in gorilla position, just before he went out, he says to not Renee, and I'll make people believe... Now, I'll prove that superheroes can be real. And then he sort of looked for his cue and walked <laughs> off. It, just awful, cheesy dialogue. And then if I want to trick you even further, we finally got our recap of the Rollins and Fiend match from Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So they didn't mention that. I mean, we've already talked about that. Uh, and then... I think it was on the podcast, though. Oh, no, but I... Didn't we talk about it right at the start? When we were talking about Oh, the two-hour thing. I can't remember yeah. if that was on the podcast or it was on this show. Uh, then we had the Tyson Fury thing. So, yeah, they, they strategically and probably wisely left off all mention of Seth Rollins on this show, apart from the two-minute video recap package of the Hell in the Cell main event, because people would boo him. And it just shows that this company might have realized that it's done a made a huge error, unfortunately, and what's quite depressing is that it's it's kind of irreparable. Yeah, it's too little too late now. Yeah. Uh, well, so what did you give this week's Raw? I gave it two out of five. I would completely agree with that. It was a very forgettable episode of Raw. It was a filler episode of Raw because we're supposed to be excited for the draft, so there was no need to start anything on this show, I guess. Yeah, completely phoned an episode with uh, a fun angle at the end, a, bit, a good mainstream celeb, well, other sports star angle and i enjoyed the kabuki warriors yes. i like them in their sort of this little heel role that they've got
let's get to your su- 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 super chat. Uh, again, thanks to Alex for getting all these together. He's our modder right now in the exactly, super chat. Yeah, yep. uh, from Kring Rasta, Wilder is a better boxer than Wilder. Don't F word at me. So what he's done there is he's he's said the same boxer twice. <laughs> and <I'd... laughs> Yes. Yeah, he said Wilder is a better boxer, a better in all camps boxer than Wilder. Don't at me. So surely he one of those words should be Fury. But which one? <laughs> I think he's saying Wilder's a better, better boxer, boxer than, than Fury. Fury. That was my... But it's this is funny that he hasn't done that. Uh, he will DDA says, as a non-straight guy, seeing Fury in the ring tonight felt to be spitting in the face as if the Saudi money isn't enough. So yeah, uh, Tyson Fury has sort of... Well, he doesn't agree with homosexuality. Oh. It's the crux of oh, it. Oh, I, I didn't know that. His, his defense is, I'm a religious guy. That's an excuse, not a defense. Mm-hmm. Thomas Freddy, Wrestle Talk rocks. Hey. The Fury and Braun Brawl was cool, but is it too, uh, too little too late after WWE did bad things to the proverbial pooch this week? <laughs> WWE stars talking in their native languages is great. That is, yeah, that last yeah. part that is great. The Asuka, Kyrie Sane stuff's excellent. And, but yeah, this, the Fury and Braun stuff, even if it was this amazing, killer, well-executed bit, was going to be nowhere near enough to repair the damage they did at the end of Hell in a Cell. No. Uh, on the Rusev and Lashley angle, Ronce Rajan says, Lashley turns off the light, cameraman. So should I go now? or? Oh no, Rusev paid you to stay, cameraman. He likes the cuck. Uh, King Rasta says, I loved the brawl at the end, and it does what Rusev did, um, and it does what Rusev did help him, or is it too late? Uh-huh. Oh, what Rusev did does Rusev uh, does what Rusev did help him? Yeah, or no, is it too late? no, I don't think it it does. They, they uh, the, again that that sort of damage is irreparable. Uh, what they did last week. And Marcus Roman says I only met Rusev once on his very first match during our indie mm. days, and he is awesome. Now WWE doing disgusting segments, waste of talent. Highly disappointed for what they're doing to him. Um, and uh, we just had another one that's uh, from Magna Magma Eleven, who said went on Lana's Twitter. She's still following Rusev. Come on, where's the kayfabe? <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, that, that's that's interesting to hear, Marcus, that you used to wrestle with Rusev. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, he seems like a really stand up guy yeah. based on all the, the the tweets, and he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Uh, nice so mustache. It's a shame what's happening to him. The Fiend and Seth Rollins now. Tim Arndt says, you know, it's bad when the finish to Helena Cell is worse than the Lana Lashley Brazzers storyline. Yeah, it is worse. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Moin Carnib, the Fiend needs the mandible claw Vince. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. uh, Timothy Plate, WWE fans. How are you going to handle that crap finish at Helena Cell, WWE? We handle it by. By not handling it. Okay, you can't complain about something if it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, think the Saudi draft. <laughs> Look at all this stuff. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, Firefly Fanhouse, Ender Madden. Feel sorry for you today. Bad ideas. Bo repackaged as a nice version of The Fiend <laughs> called The Friend. For real, though, Bray has to win the title at Survivor Series. Yeah, and they announced a rematch. Uh, on one of the WWE Twitter feeds yesterday and then quickly deleted it. I think it was the Spanish one. or It was one of the foreign ones, not, not the non-American ones, I should Belize say. Belize never dead. And, um, and then they quickly deleted it. So we might be getting a rematch at Survivor Series, but um, it's, it's too late now. You, I, had, you, you, you had your one shot. 
I reckon that was the original planned angle for Monday's Raw, but they scrapped it but didn't have a chance to delete all the scheduled posts on social media. You always miss one. And there was the Spanish one. Uh, Top Deckland. Still mad about Helena Cell. Should have ended after the Sister Abigail. I hate that Seth kicked out. No one should kicked out from The Fiend. The Sister Abigail, I I know what you're you're saying. Um, They've got over the Mandible Claw as his finisher. Yeah. So I didn't really mind the kick out. I just thought as soon as the kick out happened, Mandible Claw, then he taps. You protect Seth a bit, Exactly, though. yeah, totally. Spencer O. I hope Seth turning to the dark side was the Fiend's plan. He let him in and cost him a part of his humanity or something. That could save things, maybe. Then a few people have said this to me yesterday. It was like, it was never about the title. Then don't book him in title matches. Mm. Don't tell fans the Fiend might be the universal champion if the character's motivation is never about winning the title. It's, uh, it's false yeah. advertising. Yeah, he, he should have won the match. And if you don't want to take the title off Seth, don't make it for the title. Make it a non-title match and have The Fiend say in promos, it's not about the title. Mm. Problem is you've led viewers down a path where it f- seems like The Fiend does want to win the title. You can't then just say, you can't retract that and be like, oh no, it's never about the title. Because that's, that's writing on the fly. Lord James, who should Fiend feud with next if he wins the belt? I think big, big, big if, if there. Uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I, think, I think he needs a really hot program and not Seth. Uh, John Cena. John Cena was my first thought. I guess there's an argument for Finn Balor as well. He's in NXT now. I know, but, you know, what's more important? NXT. <laughs> uh, Dan Sky. Generous donation. Thank you, Dan Sky. Dan Van Sky. Dan Van Sky. Dan Van Sky. I have a thought. Do you think that WWE is purposely botching their booking to make the internet blow up and talk about WWE instead of AEW would be a crazy PR stunt, but also crazy enough that Vince may do it? No, I don't think so. This is the same argument as just like, I think they're putting out these stories that WWE stars don't want to stay in the company to get people talking about the company. It's like, <laughs> it makes your company look bad. Gary Ahuja, why Seth Rollins is a face? He can easily be the Adam Cole of Raw. Fiend was great, in my opinion, like a slasher movie, giving false idea of being beat up. If only they did not ring the bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack C. Jake Seth- C. Jake C, sorry. Seth no-showed Raw because he's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he no-showed Raw because... Oh, crikey. Maybe he no-showed Raw because he is cool and that's why he's going to SmackDown where the stars go. Yeah. I uh, I, I got two Seth not, Seth's not cool bits in yeah. my news today. Uh, Craig Brown, finally on the Seth Fiend stuff. I blame the Fiend for the audio. Yeah, if you're just tuned in, we have got some audio issues, I believe, on the, uh, the, the, the feeds. Not the podcast version. That's going to be in wonderful stereo. Um, but I believe we've got some issues on the, uh, the video side of it. It's been weird, hasn't it? Like, there's been some weird technical difficulties going around the studio recently. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, the lights have been cutting out. I mean... Yesterday's video was hacked. You know what happened on Sunday, right? When we opened up the box. Yeah. Like... It's creepy. Uh, Alistair Black, on the subject of Alistair Black, um, oh, I knew I'd get this one, Canimil Probabil, Probabil, Probabilly, um, why does Alistair Black tuck his hand behind his back during his new submission hold? I say it should be called <laughs> the butler choke. Well, there's definitely an argument for it, because you can get a lot more leverage. You know, if you put it behind your back, you're, you're essentially using your body weight to choke someone out, as opposed to 
your bicep, which yeah. are a lot stronger. So I like that. But I, I mean, I wish the commentators spoke about that. Tim Hunt said, it's not safe for Alistair Black to cut a promo in the dark. DQ. <laughs> he could stub a toe. <laughs> DQ. Call the match up. Start recording said, forget Strowman versus Fury. I want Matt Riddle versus Alistair Black. Do you, though? Do you? <laughs> because imagine if that happened on the main roster and you think, how can they screw it up? And we've said that so many times now. If Alistair Black was in NXT still, I would 100% agree with you. Uh, the Jester Ryan Kester. I think Black having a submission finisher, especially one that can be applied so quickly, is great. The first camera angle was a bit awkward, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it, I said. I, but I do agree with you that the Black Mass is such a devastating finisher. Just focus on building that mm -hmm. because he's not been on TV for a while. And Mike Osmond said, Alistair Black, love him. <laughs> Who to fight? Who to feud with? Ah. Uh... It's a bit difficult, isn't it? I guess it depends who's going to get shuffled around in the draft. You'd want him to go over strong, so it's not like you can book him against Buddy Murphy, say, because mm. you'd want both guys to win. So you need oh, a... Oh, Buddy. Uh, a heel a heel, Miz. Oh. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Shinsuke Nakamura is is my pick for over the IC title. That's not a bad shout. Asuka and Kyrie Sane now. Christopher Marino, not that they don't deserve it, but Asuka and Sane's win titles after AEW put title on Rio a coincidence lol no I, I think it's most likely a coincidence yeah they just got bored of the of cross and bliss well I think. I think they wanted to turn the act heel and they turned the act heel by putting the titles on them Deep Sing I enjoyed seeing Anaska speaking in Japanese me too mate because they can do so much more emotion like emotion and delivery is universal I can tell by the tone of someone's voice whether, unless it's Northern Irish, in which case everyone sounds annoyed. But usually I can tell, that, you know, the sentiment of what they're saying in the way they deliver it. If you asked me to cut a promo in German, it would not be as good as if I was to cut a promo in English. Yeah. And Power, Packer, Power Packers 90, so all three Japanese female baby faces that were over last year are now mid-card heels across all three brands. Good S-word, pal. It's a good point Who's with Io Shirai. Oh, Io Shirai, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some general Raw chats now. This first one from JobberJJ, Ollie Davis's number one fan. Give Raw a pass. Kept updated via WrestleTalk.com. Hell in a Cell main event got mentioned two and a half hours in. Don't feel stupid for missing Raw. WTF, Lana and Lashley. Uh, JobberJJ, su su super fan. I've just had a message. I don't know if you've seen it. No. From a mod man, hmm. Alex. He's Northern Irish. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amazing. I'm glad you put LOL after it. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise I wouldn't know the tone you were saying that in. Uh, Limp said, did the green shirt guy go to Raw? He was probably disheartened too. I know I am. I didn't watch today. Cheers, boys. Hope you caught some shut-eye. He was at Hell in a Cell. Mm, yeah, I, I saw a long-haired lad in his ma. You didn't say boys correctly. Oh, it's sorry. Boys. Sorry, I do apologise. I am not Jason Mendoza. Mm. I don't think I could get away with saying that. Uh, Vinay Ramachandran, to apologise. Raw sucked, and then it died. I don't think... Life it... sucks, and then uh, you yeah. die. I get, at least it had a, a bit of an upswing at the end. Uh, the King's RQT. Even No Way Jose doesn't own No Way Jose <laughs> merchandise. He was wearing a Street Profits t-shirt. Need a sex party t-shirt. Yeah, well, I... It's, I, you know my feelings on No Way Jose. Matthew Burledge said, I bet that video PKG didn't air in the arena at all. I reckon they muted the crowd. I, they probably did because everything does, uh, usually. 
but I bet they muted the the crowd. Uh, Jose Quinde says, could have watched four fifths of Raw if matches was in red lights. <laughs> uh, Adam Pearson says, well, Tyson Fury did a lot better than I thought. Oh, okay. Hi, Adam. Yeah, hi, Adam. Uh, I, I, he, he, I had higher expectations because I know how good a talker he is. So, but I tell you what, I did like in the brawl when they pulled him apart at one point. There were, you know, just two big masses of people. I got to think this was just Tyson thinking on the fly. He stood up on the on the bottom rope and just did that. Yeah, and he looked awesome. And that was proper, you know, you see that with Connor all the time in those pull-apart brawls. Uh, and Anthony Williams said, Did you notice when Becky was saying she wanted Asuka and when they ran right to the ring, Asuka and Charlotte were fighting while Kyrie and Becky were fighting? Yeah, I did. I spotted that. She was like, I really want to fight Asuka, so I'm fighting Kyrie Sane yeah. instead. Uh, so now we're talking about the draft and comments from that. Axe Adapter, are you guys going to predict the draft? I mean, we've got a Friday show. We, we yeah, could, we'll probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, probably make that the theme of this Friday's Not like a episode. predictions video. Not like a Wrestle League predictions, but mm. we'll, yeah, we'll certainly think about where people like can go. Like our top five picks, maybe. Yeah. Start recording. I want Lucha House Party to get split up in the draft. They are guys who can easily have really fun singles matches with anyone they're being wasted. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And this Lucha House Party gimmick is just, it's a kiss of death for them because they're always, they love to have fun. Whereas if they're single stars can start showing what they can do individually eric murphy i will be at next week's raw in denver for the draft oh you get the second half of it then which would likely be the least important bit yeah the number 50 (laughs) pick uh start recording again will the u.s champion or ic champion be drafted to different brands i'd really like to see styles or nakamura versus black for either the u.s or intercontinental title yeah i've got to be thinking one of the titles like either title goes brand exclusive again. Yeah, yeah. I don't want so. two mid card titles on the same brand. No. Uh, these are non specific chats. Joseph Gonzalez said, I think Helen the Cell traumatized me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, small Afro Games, Jaron Walker, Seth versus Brock, Charlotte versus Becky, Styles versus Nakamura. Can't wait for these dream matches to finally happen at Survivor Series. Well, apparently the promotions are going round that it is Raw and SmackDown. Raw well, I think he's also Smackdown. being sarcastic because uh, they're matches we've had before. Oh, okay. Uh, Keith Lloyd said NXT will be uh, yellow raw in the next couple of weeks AEW chance taking over CM Punk chance yeah well you know they've invited it of course people are going to chant AEW when they're dissatisfied with the product now Billy Goldman said big shug ICW up and coming you'll see so that's the ICW is it their Wrestlemania or is that yeah it's big shug's house party isn't Mm. it it's their biggest event of the year Scottish promotion uh, Dina Cisse said I have a midterm later so I can't watch live just wanted to send a super chat and say hi and wish you guys an awesome day thanks Dina thank you so Hopefully much you're catching this on on demand on catch up uh, Jose Quinde are you reviewing slash watching AEW Dark let's go Derby I'm going to be watching it yeah I might cover it in my news tomorrow yeah that's a good idea because I mean, it's a this is the one with the number one contenders match no that's that's on Wednesday right so but this is playing into that um, it's Darby Allen versus Shima um, and mm. it's also got I think a tag match on there as well Lucha Express sorry Lucha Express Jurassic Express versus SCU there's a women's tag match on there and something else I can't remember so what the what other match was a, it's just a, it's all the dark matches they recorded after Dynamite oh. so it's like a second show on BR or uh, I think they're doing it on YouTube Okay, interesting. Um, so I'm going to watch it, and I'll, I'll mention the results um, and probably do something like because um, NWA has their first TV show on tonight as well. It'll be very interesting to see those YouTube numbers. It really will be, yeah. 
Shelton, and which of their many channels they upload it to. Shelton Amos, hello. What do you guys think on? Uh, what do you think is going on with Kenny in AEW? In the latest episode of BTE, you can see Kenny slowly losing Kenny slowly losing himself, or has he a split personality? Also, what do you guys think of his new catchphrase? I haven't seen this week's BTE yet, but mm. the story of Kenny is that he needs to find the cleaner again he needs to find the old kenny omega the new japan kenny omega because he's on a bit of a losing streak in an aew i am not i don't think this is the most effective use of kenny omega at the start of your i completely agree yeah i think just just make it super kenny and you have a year or two of that and then you start telling you need the to, stories. You of need Kenny. to establish the storyline that he is uh, the best in the world first before you then say he's now losing to Moxley and he's losing to Pac and he's losing to uh, whoever, you know, to Jericho and things like that. Yeah, and I, I imagine in Kenny's mind, who's got such a beautiful attention to detail when it comes to story and character, that he's looking at his entire career and thinking he's telling that story when really he should be doing a little soft reset, like when DC go, uh, everything's issue number one again. Yeah. And you don't negate all the continuity that came before it, but you do make things exciting and from the start again. And that's, yeah. Nathan the Alpha Wolf Veiler says, Happy, natu- Happy National Touch Tag Day. Awoo! I don't know what that is. No, neither do I. Uh, start recording. Which rando tag team was better? Goldust Booker mm. T, Rob Van Dam Kane, Ms. Morrison, Edge Orson, or Kane Bryan? Oh, out of those... I mean, Kane is the Kane is the king of the mismatched tag team, isn't he? Yeah. Kane X Pack. Yeah. Oh, what a tag team that was as well. What a I've, great storyline. X Pack trying to humanise Kane, mm. and he fell in love. Oh. I've got to give it to Kane Bryan. I think I'd go Kane Bryan mm. as well. Edge and Orton were only put together because DX had buried all the other tag teams, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "Well, we need some stars to face." Um, but I also liked RVD and Kane because that led to the storyline of Kane unmasking. Although I hated bald Kane, so maybe that isn't the best thing. Uh, Brock Batty says, "I cried when Rock turned up on SmackDown. I cried even more after the finish of Hell in a Cell. Chopper will cry the most when I destroy him in a battle." Knock knock. Brock Batty's still calling you out, Chopper. I just gave him a big old shrug. shrug. He has oh. less of a care. Shame. I'm not even sure he was actually listening to what we said. Don't, don't, Pete, stop dabbing so much. <laughs> and now you're flossing? Did you know Pete could floss that fast? I did not, actually. It's, it's, a real, it's a real surprise to me. Now he's actually just... He's thrown the finger, the middle finger up to the, the screen. Chopper, no more virtually. Fortnite for you. No more Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I watched an episode of Impractical Jokers recently where one of the tasks was um, they, they had like a fake wife and they had to try and like sort of make the other person embarrassed. It was like, dab as much as you possibly can. <laughs> After everything you say, you have to dab. <laughs> so it's running around the road. Should I get the marmalade? Get the marmalade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the matches we watched at Frontline on Saturday. That was the other thing that made me laugh. There was, yeah. uh, there was a really good baby face. Mr. I've never Muscle. Seen him before. And he, but he was definitely meant to be the baby face and he flossed at one point and a load of people cheered and I thought you just turned heel <laughs> he has my new favourite gimmick though is that his shoulders are so wide he can't get through the ropes yeah. oh god it was so funny uh, Juveneshu Dua said Fiend attacks the referee for revenge ah, it's, uh, no, I, I, nothing's appealing to me yeah no. Dan Van Sky. Give me Fiend versus Alistair Black. Should be Fiend's first feud after he, quote, wins the title. But then you have to beat one of them. 
definitely down the line. Yes. But I wouldn't say the first feud after Fiend wins the title. And Nate drops surname. The last four shows ending since the new season of WWE have been horrendous. Fiend ruined, Kofi squash, Rusev cuck, <laughs> Braun Fury is only slightly better. Leave them wanting more. Eye roll emoji. So... I disagree, but only on the technicality, in that Kofi squash wasn't actually the end. It was Kane Brock, which yeah. was good. Uh, Rusev Cuck was bad. Fiend Ruined was bad. Actually, the Rusev Cuck storyline wasn't even the last bit. It was Bray attacking Seth. Yeah. So I'm being, but and I, I don't think Braun Fury was was terrible. Yeah. So. Do you want to take the, uh, the rest of the talk yes. stuff? So, Mike is contentious. No question. Just wanted to say I really enjoy the show, guys. You know your wrestling lore and you add to the shows. I always enjoy shutting off WWE commentary and listening to your live stream. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, you know, we sorted out all the live streams for the next two months. Uh, so, get it in your diary. Crown Jewel, uh, Thursday the 31st of October. Full Gear. NXT TakeOver, War Games, and Survivor Series. Indeed. I th I'm only there for one of those, I think. Yeah. My, yeah. I'm not down well, to do full... Japan, I was going to say, I'm not down for full gear, am I? Because that's the day after I get yeah, yeah. back from Japan. Although... I might be, like, well awake for it, though. <laughs> uh, Fergal McClements. I love Ollie and Luke. Haven't watched wrestling in years, but never miss this. Also, would love to chat to them about the Joker review, hearts in eyes emoji. It's... We had some fascinating chats about the mm. Joker movie when we were at the Nottingham show for WrestleGate Pro. Yeah. Because it's a really interesting film to talk to people about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Both I, good and bad. I was asked to go to see it tonight if I wanted to see it tonight again. And I, you know, on Friday after we watched it, I couldn't wait to see it again. But now I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that again so soon. It's mm. a very intense experience. If you haven't seen our review, though, go with the Screen Stalker. We did a long 55-minute review, uh, me and Luke, last Friday. Uh, my girlfriend listened to it, the whole thing. Really? She really enjoyed the, the, the episode. Lovely. It was like it was nice to hear you both talk about films again like that. It was nice to talk it about was. it. It was a bit of a throwback. Well, Fergal McClements is a, a fan he going back going to the, the back old movie podcast movie days, days. Uh, D.O. listen to your fans cut out the clickbait as much as you complain about WWE pay attention to your audience push Chopper he's not a Wrestle Talk mid-carder well I, did, I don't think we clickbait that much well clickbait now is if you don't like a headline as opposed to what clickbait used to mean it's, it's difficult because when we say things like this happened well, I mean, like that isn't clickbait because it was a crazy raw brawl, for instance. Uh, all the stuff we put up yesterday isn't really clickbait. It's exactly what's happened in the reports. Yeah. Uh, I think and also, Chopper will be doing SmackDown reviews, yeah. which is technically the A show. So Pete has... It's the main event. Pete's the biggest star on the, the channel now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the big one now, mate. You're the, you're the big dog round here. I think some people also confuse hyperbole with clickbait as mm, well. Like we, yeah. do, we often will use hyperbole, but that's to start a discussion as opposed to being like, this is what we think. It's just like it's a discussion topic. Totally. We've got some Twitch chat. Whoa! How's, how's the Twitchers doing? No, don't, don't, don't look so panicked, Pete. Just chat about Twitch yes. on the YouTube. Good. <laughs> it's looking good. Uh, Sean Turner says Twitch is called Twitch chat. Or wrestle chat. Uh, we've also got one from Peter Mullins. They're called Switch Nafters. Switches is good. Switches yeah. is good. I like that. Uh, Kevin, 
who apparently has given a very generous donation, so thank you ever so much for that. I won't super chat for a while because of work, but I'll still be a pod swafter. Yes, pod swafters. Keep up the amazing work you've been doing. You guys are the real alternative. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but everyone is fighting for it now. So there you go. <laughs> thank you very I much, I love Kevin. that. Uh, Dalton Sizemore ah, says... the leader of the boys. Hey, WrestleTalk family. It's my birthday! Hey! And I was hoping to get a birthday shout-out from my favourite pals. I'm in class right now, <gasps> but I'll watch later today. Hope all is well. Pledge hammer for, 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 for life. life. Happy birthday, Dalton Sizemore. The leader of the boys. Um, and these ones just came in uh, after we started the Super Chats, after the Bell Chats. I like mm. that's, um, uh, that's what we got here. Um, end of the Bell, let's go with that. Um, F and Adam, I think last man standing matches need a pinfall before the ref starts his count. It seems dumb, dumb to start counting after a suplex. Uh. Well, that's uh, Texas Death. Match. I can't remember what the, the, the wording is for it, but where you've got to yeah. pin them for three and then keep them down for ten. It's the very famous Cactus Jack Sandman one where Mick Foley knocked him so loopy the Sandman forgot the rules. So he kept pinning him and then Sandman just kept standing up because he thought the match was over. Love the Sandman. Um, Magma11 uh, says, Ruby Wright return as Abigail and help the Fiend. We don't need someone playing Sister Abigail. And also the Fiend, like if you're talking about putting people with the Fiend now... Like that that's again nine months to a year away. He's, he's a solo act for now. Let's let's get the most out of that as we can. And Kev Chang says somewhere down the line, Demon <laughs> Finn uh, versus Alistair Black versus the Fiend. Yeah, that'd be a great triple threat. Yeah. I mean, that could be like your WrestleMania dark universe, <laughs> couldn't it? Main events. And a shout out to Jimmy G for his donation and no message. Thank you all so so much. Thank you all so much. I had this email in from Jaron Walker, who uh, emails in uh, a regular amount of this show. Mm. I remember quite recently he was the one who was a bit worried that his girlfriend might like AEW more than NXT. Yeah. Um, because she's a Bullet Club fan. Yes. Um, but anyway, Jaron, he went in and say, okay, listen up, Shorty Z. Uh, this is referring to Zelina Vega. Because right. Jaron has discovered that she has blocked him on Twitter. Ah, do you know what the offending tweet might have been? Well, we'll get Come to that in a it. second. Uh, I never added Zelina one time during my entire Twitter career. I unfollowed her a while ago because of her constant complaining about us fans, but that's about it. Do wrestlers often vanity search and block anything they don't want to hear? I don't get it. Xavier Woods blocked me a long time ago too. Again, never added him. I don't know what to do with these people. I know WWE is aware of me though. I've been on the network twice for my YouTube reaction to AJ Styles mm. debuting in the Rumble, so who knows? Maybe they watch my 2K19 gameplays and don't like me anyways hope you guys are well apply for the social media man i was talking about on instagram um yeah if, if you have applied for any of the roles and you haven't heard back yet it might just be because we haven't got through those roles yet but i wanted to bring up jaron's uh, tweet there because it really reminded me of uh, a, a randy datsin uh, incident i'm not blocked by selena vega uh, i don't think i am i'm either. just checking all these people um but yeah, uh, Jaron tweeted me. Um, uh, he tagged me in a tweet today that said, I just saw this. Didn't at her once. I ran a poll asking people's opinion if she's a good wrestler. Yeah. And I think that's probably... And then he was like, I don't know what I did. And I was like, it was probably that. Well, this was for, um, for Zelina Vega too. So yeah, he ran, a, he ran a poll asking if Zelina Vega was a good wrestler. Yeah. And then he found out that he was blocked. I was like, that's probably what got you blocked. Is you, you've, you've already... In the tweet said, I don't know what I did. 
when saying mm. exactly what you did. Well, there was the famous Ryback incident. That's what I mean. It reminded me of the Randy Adatson incident where he, Ryback went on a tear on him on Twitter, he even posted a picture of Randy saying, calling him human scum and, and all these sorts of things, saying he was lower than S-word. An overreaction. A very much an overreaction. And Randy was texting to like, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did to deserve it. All I said in the article was I thought he was a rubbish wrestler and he had a terrible career. Mm. I'm like... Well, it was probably that, Randy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that ties... I think we were talking about it yesterday in the Sutsut Super Chats where we try and criticise the booking of the characters. We'd never want to, you know, unless they've done something actually quite bad, mm. actually target these humans themselves. Um, we've also had quite a lot of interactivity... But Seth Rollins isn't cool. Yeah, that's very true. Um, a lot of interactivity over the last couple of days. In the last 48 hours, say, mm of people sending me their notifications of them cancelling the network. Oh, interesting. There's been a spate of it on our uh, Patreon uh, yeah. community tab. Lots of people sending their screenshots of cancelling. A few people got in touch with me on Twitter with their cancellation screened. Um, Patrick Ward got in touch uh, with me uh, uh, 22 hours ago to say, my wife said to me this week that she's unsure about signing over our nights uh, to so much wrestling. Three days a week and sometimes Sunday. After Friday and last night, I'm going to give in and compromise to one day a week. I won't know what to do with myself on Mondays anymore. Anyway, Screen stalk alive. And he, uh, yeah, there's an email confirmation that you have requested to cancel your WWE Network subscription. He sent us a little screenshot of that. God damn. Yeah, so, yeah. well, I got, okay, so I was going to ask, is this off the back of Kofi's match with Brock, or is it off the back, uh, the back of The Fiend? I think it's probably a combination of the two. I think yeah. there were some people who were annoyed enough to consider cancelling on Friday and then just outright cancelled on uh, Sunday and Monday. They probably thought, no, you know what? I'll stick it out because by the end of Sunday... The Fiend's going to be the Universal Champion. Sorry, pal. Yeah, sorry, pal. <laughs> Laughing in the back reportedly. <laughs> the heat. The Baron, marks. Baron, the get marks. out there. <laughs> Say it was all your idea. Um, how was your weekend, uh, apart from all that? We've got uh, about five minutes before we've got to get out of here. Pete's given me the eye already because he's worried we're going to go long. Uh, yeah, it was It was good. We, we went to Nottingham to do our first ever... Wrestle Talk Live, which was live a show. complete success. What you, you see, what you got to do is run it off of very patchy internet, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. and and so the 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 picture lags. Yep, the audio slightly out of sync, and the first half of the video, which is the main discussion point, doesn't actually make it to the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, that's what you got to do. But it's all a way to promote the podcast, <laughs> which has the full version of that show. Yeah, it does. I was, you know, I, I expected an amount of people, and that number was comfortably doubled, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so as so well. So I was really happy. Thank you so much to everyone who came out. It was uh, really particularly nice. Particularly everyone who came to say hi afterwards. Uh, I felt that I got like this sudden pang of guilt the following day where I was like, I didn't talk to every single person who came. Because what happened is we did the show and then, like, we had a million other things to do backstage, or at least I did. Uh, yeah, well, I had to edit a podcast, which took me yeah, a fair yeah. number of hours trying to get the audio. And then it was, like, the next wrestling show. So we only really got to talk to people in the interval. I missed the first two matches because yeah. I was busy trying to get the podcast sorted out. It took me forever. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was a... Uh, I, I feel really bad. I, I feel like I've got to go around all these people's houses. We did get to meet a few people, but yeah. I would have liked to have at least said hi to everyone. I'd so like to sorry give, if you're one of those people. I'd like to give a shout-out to Ashley, who bought a copy of my book. Yes, And that was brought cool. a copy of the book. Like, And he quite upfront said, don't ask me what I think of it. I literally bought it the other day. <laughs> and I was like, yes, 
That's what I like to hear. Someone who's bought this quite recently for me to sign. I, uh, he was sat behind us for the first show. Yes, line. he was, yeah. He had some good chance. Oh, I mean, we were, I think we did very well in where we were sat. Cause we sat on both sides of the, mm. um, the, the building. Uh, and both times we were in the loudest parts. We had all like the good chance. Yeah. And we got a lift back two and a bit hours in the car with Dave Bradshaw. The voice of British wrestling, <laughs> Dave Bradshaw. What a smart guy. He, took, he drove me to my front door. What a lovely guy. Why did I have to get out in the middle of nowhere and get an Uber then? Well, because we... I felt bad. <laughs> well, I felt bad as well, but I worked out because the plan was he was going to drop me at Heathrow Airport and mm. I was going to get a taxi back from there because it's quite close to, to where I live. But we would have to go past my junction in order to get to Heathrow. Mm. And so he said, he goes, well, how far away are you off the, the motorway? And I said, well, from where we are currently, we're 15 minutes from my front door. And he was like, I'll just take you home then. What a legend. What an absolutely lovely bloke. Um, but yeah, we'll have more stories like that, I guess, on the AEW show. And quite excitingly, Ollie, we've had some emails in that are AEW specific that are requested to wow. be read out on the AEW Ooh, show. I can't wait. We're getting our own little brand splits in terms of pod swafters <laughs> because Pete's getting his own NXT exclusive ones. I'm getting AEW exclusive ones. It's a very, very exciting time to be a pod swafter, folks. Uh, but that's when Ollie and I will be back. But Pete and Laurie will also be back on Thursday with the NXT review. Then we'll be uh, having Friday, the magazine show. And then Saturday will be a SmackDown review with Pete and uh, his new co-host. But until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.